No matter the conditions of this world, pre, during, or post-pandemic, your immune system can always remain strong. On my website at rebirthherbalshop.com, I provide all natural products such as my homemade elderberry syrup and immunity bundles to help strengthen your immune system. As a health and wellness advocate, I believe all natural products are the safest solutions for my brothers and sisters in Christ. And it's my responsibility to serve quality products while ensuring a healthier future for the entire church body. Visit rebirthherbalshop.com and add some all natural goodness to your life. Use promo code PODCAST to receive 20% off your order. Link to my website can be found in the show notes. Live whole. up saints i'm your host your brother in christ julius goodwin and you can think of me as your nutrition coach that is super passionate about health and wellness personal and spiritual development in christ living a life that glorifies god and a world changer welcome to the ministry of nutrition podcast where i serve the nutritional word of god to righteously nourish your faith on this podcast i'm going to enlighten educate, encourage, edify, and empower you in God's healthy way of eating so that you can maintain and sustain optimal health, which is vital for your physical wholeness. My assignment is to get the church body on one accord in regards to the ministry of nutrition, and I'm on a mission to serve this nutritional word of God until every human believes and every believer eats. All right, saints, let's dig in. Hey, hey, what's up, saints? All right, so in the previous episodes, I spoke about God's intended food provision and how getting back to God's healthy way of eating is how we can maintain optimal health and sustain physical wholeness in Christ. We know and understand that God's intended food consists of seeded fruits and veggies according to Genesis one twenty nine and Genesis two nine, which was also referred to as meat, the pulpy substance of fruits and vegetables, according to Genesis one twenty nine and thirty. So if God's original intent is for us to only consume seeded fruits and veggies for food. How and when did mankind start eating outside of God's intended nutritional guide? In this episode, we will discuss how the disobedience of mankind caused every sin to manifest. More specifically, lustful cravings, discontentment, and self-destruction. Genesis 3, right? In Genesis chapter 3. Is where it all falls down. In the garden, the serpent uh, tempted Adam and Eve to eat from the tree God specifically told them not to eat from. And their disobedience of God's command is what opened the door to an 
unhealthy uh, lifestyle, a lifestyle that opposes God's original intent. And this is how we arrive to eat and meet the flesh of animals and diet trends and uh, lifestyles that don't align with God's original intent. Now, in Genesis 3, 6, right? And I'm going to read out of the Amplified. It reads, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was delightful to look at, and a tree to be desired in order to make one wise and insightful, she took some of its fruit and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband with her, and he ate it. So, they ate from the tree God specifically told them not to eat from. And because of Adam and Eve's disobedience, sin entered the world, and now we are exposed to a life of lust and pride. Yuck. <laughs> like, like, push your teeth, my favorite rabbit, but yuck. All right. Now, we don't even need to imagine how, at that time, every animal, bird, sea creature, and everything that crawls looks desirable to eat because we are literally living that lifestyle today. And First John 2.16, Amplified, reads, For all that is in the world, the lust and sensual cravings of the flesh, and the lust and longing of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life, pretentious confidence in one's resources, or in the stability of earthly things, these do not come from the Father, but are from the world. Okay, so this worldly way of living is what we find ourselves in the midst of, and it opposes the healthy way of God. And I'll admit that I still have some worldly ways that I need to be delivered from, and I'm working with them, or working on them with the Lord. All right? Now, in Genesis 3, 6, right? We see after eating from the forbidden tree, Adam and Eve now possess lust of eyes. When it mentions the woman saw that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at. The pride of life, when it mentioned tree to be desired in order to make one wise and insightful. As my pastor would say, wanting to be God without God. And the lust of flesh, when it states, she took some of his fruit and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband with her and he ate. Now, every decision we will that every decision we make will either result in a good consequence or a bad consequence. You know, the consequences for operating with lustful eyes causes us to lose focus and have a distorted perception. Now, 
the whole time Adam and Eve was in the garden, they didn't even consider eating from the forbidden tree. But when being entertained by the serpent, saints, identify the serpents that are entertaining your life. They lost focus. And at that specific moment, when losing focus, the tree was viewed as being edible, which led to discontentment and greed. Because now they have an appetite and a desire to know it all and eat it all. Therefore, Adam and Eve, so to say, they they forfeited um, eternal life for a bite. Wow. They, they forfeited eternal life for a bite. All right. Now, we were all raised on foods outside of God's intended food provision. And our traditions and cultural foods do not even align with what I'm saying, right? According to this nutritional word on God. Which I know can make things hard to believe. And on top of that, Many of us haven't had any major health issues, but reality is some of us may be one bite away from diabetes, a heart attack, stroke, or allergic reaction. Eating, according to God's original intent, is not only about us being obedient, but the consequences of being obedient to God's nutritional word equates to um, achieving optimal health and sustaining optimum quality of life. Saints, we have free will and God, nor am I forcing you to change your eating habits. But... It's to our advantage that we do so. Either you're going to continue down the path of this world, which leads to illness, chronic disease, cancer, and premature death, or, excuse me, change your unhealthy ways and get back to eating. You know, the choice is yours. As for me and my house, my body, um, my temple, which houses the Holy Spirit, we will serve the Lord. Now, there's consequences when we eat with our eyes. And I am guilty of this, you know. On many occasions, after being stuffed from eating too much, you know, I'm talking about like my stomach looking and feeling like it's about to bust. <laughs> you know, the second I see food I didn't have on my plate, I'm like, let me get a little taste of that, you know. Just a little bite. <laughs> Look, there goes that bite, right? And end up immobile or slumped in a chair for minutes and with a stomach ache. I know. That's what I get for being greedy, right? I understand. And that's the position 
the enemy wants us in. Immobile and in pain from self-gratification. Now, there's consequences when we operate in pride. Saints, the Bible says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. And that's Proverbs 16, 18. And we can be so prideful at times, especially when we're out eating at a restaurant or whatever, or wherever, that it, that um, we boast in unhealthiness. You know, the first thing we do when we get to our, when we get our food you know, we take a picture and post it on social media. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, anything like that, you know. But, you know, we are posting unhealthy foods that lead to poor health conditions. Now, there are a few people out here that do post healthy foods, but kind of seems like we're outnumbered, so to say, you know. It's like... How can I put this? Like for um, every hundred steak and seafood meals, you see like one or two healthy posts. And um, since you know what? Another way we can spread this nutritional word of God is by posting God's intended food. Whether it be a scripture or actual food pick. Something like that, right? Because in these viral times, the nutritional word of God is vital. So help me make this message go viral. All right? Now, the consequences for operating in the flesh led to us becoming savages. (laughs) Now, I can hear you saying, who this boy think he talking to? Calling me a savage. Well, I included myself in that too, but still, you know, and let me first say this. I am not trying to disrespect anyone, but it's the truth. Saints, every time we kill an animal for food or clothing, even though we may not be doing the actual killing, we are stealing from God's kingdom and destroying what God validated as very good, according to Genesis 1.31. You know, God saw everything that he had made, and behold, and it was very good, and he validated it completely. You know, God provided everything we needed to eat for food, and killing animals definitely definitely wasn't what he had in mind for us. Not at all. Today's sponsor is me, your brother, a.k.a. The Saint. On my website at juliusthespiritualtraining.com, you will find all natural herbs that will provide you the essentials that will guide you to physical wholeness. I provide herbs such as elderberry, which is an anti-inflammatory, known to boost the immune system, alleviates cold and flu, beneficial for reducing blood pressure, managing diabetes, lower cholesterol, 
promotes bone strength and development of new bone tissues, along with the world's favorite sea moss, which provides the body with 93% of the daily minerals required for optimal functioning. Sea moss is rich in calcium, iodine, contains phosphorus and potassium, zinc and selenium. Vitamins A, D, E, and K promotes a healthy thyroid, supports a healthy immune system, aids the mucous membrane, and promotes good digestion. Remember, your health is your responsibility, so be proactive and visit JuliusTheSpiritualTraining.com and grab your daily essentials today. Use promo code PODCAST at checkout and save 20% off your order. Link to my website listed in today's show notes. Live whole. Yeah, man, live whole. You already know that's my motto. Okay, so now, saints, I want to speak on Noah. Right? Now, Noah found favor in the eyesight of God. Noah was blameless in the generation he lived in and walked habitually in habitual fellowship with God, according to Genesis um, 6-9, Amplified, which reads, these are the records of the generations, family history of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, one who was just and had right standings with God, blameless in his evil generation. Noah walked, lived, in habitual fellowship with God. Now, my boy Noah lived in the world, but was not of it. And this is one of the encouraging scriptures that motivates me on my pursuit to wholeness and wholesomeness, all right? Because living according to God's original intent, you know, seeded fruits and veggies in today's society where many of us lack knowledge of God where our nutrition is concerned and Every store, restaurant sells food that opposes God's nutritional word, yet still not using that as an excuse to eat whatever foods I was raised on and no longer being seduced by the media that heavily markets unhealthy foods. You know, this can only be accomplished by knowledge and wisdom in the nutritional word of God and a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And let me also add yielding to the Holy Spirit. Okay. So shout outs to all my nonconformists out there. All right. Now in Genesis 6.21 Amplified reads, also take with you every kind of food that is edible and you shall collect and store it, and it shall be food for you and for them. Right? Now, this is God's instruction slash command to Noah. Okay? So, what food did Noah take? That's the question I asked myself, right? And at first, I thought to myself that Noah was just going to take uh, fruits and veggies. But, I mean, because being that he was blameless and found favor and walked 
habitually with God, but I was wrong. You know, God specifically told Noah what to take for food and offering purposes also. And we see this in Genesis 7, 2 and 3, which reads, this is Amplified. Of every clean animal, you shall take with you seven pair, the male and his female. And of animals that are not clean, two each, the male and his female. Also, the birds of the air, seven pair, the male and the female, to keep the offspring alive on the surface of the earth. Now, if you go with me to Genesis 7, 8, Amplified, it reads, Of clean animals and animals that are not clean and birds and fowls and everything that crawls on the ground. Saints, we went from eating seeded fruits and veggies to now eating animals, birds, and everything that crawls. Would you agree that we have clearly lost our way from God's original intent? Hence, in this part of the Bible, we are no longer in the Garden of Eden, in God's presence. You know, we are surviving outside of God's uh, provision that he provided for us in, in, in Eden. And let me also add too, um, due to our disobedience, you know, we now possess the uh, sin nature, nature of sin, right? Which means we now have a wicked heart, which produces a sinful mindset. A eat to live instead of a live to eat mentality. Now, When we eat to live, we are living in discontentment with God's intended food provision. And when we live to eat, we are living in contentment or with contentment with God's intended food provision. Okay. Now, if you go with me to Hebrews uh, 10.22 and I'm going to read in the New International Version NIV it reads let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water Okay, I want to read this also in the NLT New Living Translation And it reads, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him for our guilty conscience have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean and our bodies have been washed with pure water. All right. Now, being that evil is now hidden in our hearts, right? It's hard for us to enter God's presence because of guilt and shame. Of our wrongdoings, and also possess, possessing the mindset that God is mad or angry at us. Um, I don't know about you, but 
there were times when I had to be in the presence of someone I've wronged. And it was super hard for me to, for me to, um, because of like the guilt and shame that I felt, you know, um, have you ever wronged someone and then apologize and ask for forgiveness and the person forgave you, but you still feel uncomfortable around them? You know, that's like guilt and shame, you know, but saints, God is not mad at us. If God was really mad and wanted to further punish us, he wouldn't have sent his one and only son to redeem and restore us back to himself. You know, gracefully cleansing and washing us of a guilty conscience with the blood of Jesus. All right. Now, in 1 Peter 5.10 NLT, it reads, In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. Saints, you hear that? In his kindness. Say that again. In his kindness, not anger, his kindness. You know, God called us to share in this glorious and healthy way of eating by restoring us in Christ Jesus. Glory be to God. So, let us draw near. Let us go right into, let us approach the nutritional word of God, which is our true foundation with a renewed mind in Christ, fully trusting in God's provision for our support and strength. Okay? I mean, how else do we expect to see God's eternal glory regarding our spiritual, mental, and physical health? You know, and I believe the suffering for a little while is the experience, you know, one will, one overcoming, you know, food cravings and sugar withdrawals and stuff like that. And after that is all uphill, saints. Um, Hebrews, Hebrews 1, 3, NLT reads, The sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. Now, I want to read that same scripture in the Amplified Version. And I love this version. And it reads, The sun is the radiance and the only expression of the glory of our awesome God, reflecting God's Shekinah glory, the light being the brilliant light of the divine, and the exact representation and perfect imprint of his father, of his father's essence, in upholding and maintaining and propelling all things, the entire physical and spiritual universe, by his powerful word, Carrying the universe along to its predetermined goal. 
when he himself and no other had by offering himself on the cross as a sacrifice for sin, accomplished purification for sins, and established our freedom from guilt. He sat down, revealing his completed work at the right hand of the majesty on high, revealing his divine authority. Jesus is the exact expression of God's true nature and character, meaning he is holy and pure. Okay. Now, besides flipping over tables in the courts, Jesus didn't really have an attitude, wasn't angry, wasn't petty, didn't gossip, didn't say slick stuff out of his mouth. He wasn't sarcastic. I mean, he spoke in parables, but that doesn't mean he said anything subliminal. You know, Jesus patiently endured then and is still patiently enduring now before he returns. Saints, if God was mad at us, he wouldn't have become a human to redeem us. Now, that's an act of grace and mercy. If you ask me, you know, as believers, I encourage we share this glorious image of God embodied in Christ as a loving, gracious, merciful, forgiving, patient, um, gentle, compassionate, and self-controlled person. And I'm a witness, and I can testify that following God's original intent, you know, eating cedar fruits and veggies, empowers and equips me to love my neighbors as I love myself, forgive myself and others because of deeper understanding of God's true nature and character, um, patiently endure this adventurous uh, life journey, and practice self-control. You know, now, if you go with me to James 4, 7, Amplified, it reads, So submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him. and He will flee from you. Now, when submitting to God's nutritional word, we are resisting the foods that derive from our sinful nature under the influence of the enemy, according to Genesis, you know, three, in Genesis three, read the whole chapter, in the chapter after that also. And in doing so, we can expect, we can look forward to abundant life because sickness and uh, disease are sin-related. Now remember, Jesus came so that we can have life, and life more abundantly, according to John 10.10, 10, right? Now, I know I keep referring uh, eating foods outside of God's original tent and its correlation with sin, and this is not to condemn anyone, okay? I'm not here to, con- to condemn anyone, you know? I'm just pointing out how this unhealthy way of eating came into play and that it does stem from 
our sinful nature. You know, I'm not calling you nor myself a sinner for eating these foods. Even though it may sound like it, all right? For I know we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and redeemed and set free from this unhealthy lifestyle. And it makes no sense for us to continue down this road, you know? Um, What I'm saying is, and I pray God continue to help me to be able to articulate clearly that the wages of sin is death. You know, and continuing to eat food that pleases our lustful cravings and gratifies ourselves instead of honoring God is not wise for the body of Christ. Especially if we want to maintain and sustain optimal health and physical wholeness, you know. And this is why it's vital to align our physical bodies with our born-again spirit and renewed mind in Christ. Otherwise, we will remain stagnant and won't reach the next level of glory. And saints, there's more. Okay, there's more. You know, like God wants to do some things and your breakthrough is waiting for you. All right. Now, uh, let's go to Titus 2.12, New Living Translation, and it reads, And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. As born-again believers... We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are now knowledgeable of God's nutritional word and continuing to continuing to hear and apply it and live it out as a daily devotion in today's society is how we use wisdom saints. Now, I want you to I want to say that eating to live, right? Living in discontentment with God's intended food provision does not require righteousness, knowledge of God, or wisdom. You know, one just eats whatever the world says is healthy. And we know that changes time after time. Right? And we also know that where there is no knowledge of God, we are destroyed. According to Hosea 4.6. And majority of the foods we currently eat today don't align with God's original intent, nor provide vital nourishment, which leads to self-destruction. Right? Now, I say we are destructing ourselves because our health is our responsibility. You know, as born-again believers... We can no longer trust and rely on the world to righteously feed us. And to be honest, many of us know that the foods we eat are not beneficial for our health, 
but we still indulge anyway. And that's not wise either. Not only that, but we have to improve our unhealthy eating practices, which has been passed down as a generational curse. You know, the reason why we experience family diseases and the reason why our poor environmental conditions has a negative impact on the planet. You know, eating to live doesn't require us to use wisdom for we would drink milk knowing we're lactose intolerant. Right? (laughs) That's a poverty mindset. Believing that God will put us in an put us in uncompromising conditions just to strengthen our bones. Like, saints, if the body is rejecting foods or beverages, then why are we not taking heed to this? You know, I believe this is God's way of letting us know that this food or beverage may not be beneficial for our body. You know, the body is rejecting milk for a reason. But it's our lack of knowledge and one believing that has us believing that we need milk for strong bones. And um, I, I read a few articles online, right? And majority of them are stating basically that 65% or more um, of the total human population are lactose intolerant. And that's because most of us stop producing the enzyme lactase. And don't you think if milk or dairy products was vital to our health or beneficial to our health, that God, who is all-known and sufficient, would have us lack in this enzyme? I don't think so. You know, I believe that's a sign. And you know, we always want God to give us a sign from God letting us know that we don't need to rely on cow's milk. All right. Now, the Bible does mention milk. And we see this in Exodus 3, which reads, and I'm reading out the Amplified. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand, power of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from that land to a land that is good and spacious, to a land flowing with milk and honey, a land of plenty, to the place of the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, the Jebusite. I. Now, in this scripture, refer to the abundant uh, fertility of the land of Canaan, right? And milk, typically that of goats and sheep, not a cow, but goats and sheep milk, was associated with abundance, 
Now, honey referred mainly to syrups made from dates or grapes and was the epitome of sweetness. Now, bees honey was very rare and was considered the choicest of foods. Now, mind you, dates and seeded grapes, it's alkaline, baby. So, you know, we're going to definitely speak about that down the line. Now, living to eat requires knowledge, knowing what to eat and what not to eat. Wisdom, eating what's beneficial for our health. Intentionality, it's a daily pursuit, daily routine. Now, those who live to eat are on the pursuit of seeking deeper knowledge and understanding. And they practice or they experiment or gather information regarding their findings, you know. It's basically like they they are gaining uh, personal experience. It's a personal experience, those who live to eat. And um, they are also highly aware of their body's response to foods and beverages and are less likely to eat or drink anything that produces negative side effects. Now, more than likely, right, they would not drink milk if their body has a negative reaction and will find and consume healthy alternatives like nut milk, you can make like walnuts or something like that, um, or no milk at all. Now, living to eat requires that we do the work. And saints, I am doing as much work as possible for you, you know, to make your transition easy as possible, okay? But I can't do the believing and eating for you, okay? Now, I'm aware there's tons of information out here on what to eat to improve our health. And majority of this info contradicts God's original intent. But if you're subscribed to this podcast and you no longer, you will no longer be confused, nor be fooled as to what you should eat as a born again believer. All right. Now, because we now have clarity, saints. We have clarity in this word. And I'm going to continue to uh, do what I can to encourage and edify and empower and equip my brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, I'm going, I'm going to do it, baby. I'm going to do it. We're going to, we're going to get it. All right. Now, furthermore, those who eat to live are also aware that what they eat affects and impacts everyone and everything around them. You know, their families, the earth, and God's kingdom. Now, could this be one reason why God kicked or drove Adam and Eve out of the garden because he didn't want mankind's worldly behaviors to destroy or to defile or to violate his kingdom, which is holy and pure. Now, 
I don't know about y'all, but my mom was quick to say, if you can't abide by the rules of the house, you can't stay here. And I witnessed my older brother disobey the house rules several times and got his butt kicked out for good. And even though I was like super young at that time, you know, uh, it was a sad time for everyone. And a good time too. (laughs) And I only say that because, you know, we was living in a two bedroom apartment in the projects and it was a total of six of us. You know what I mean? We were still cramped up, but losing one person didn't make a huge difference. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Saints, here's the good news, though. God is calling all of his children back home. And unlike my living conditions growing up, God has more than enough room to house us all. As I close... I will quickly share some consequences of following, not following rules, okay? So, not abiding to the rules in the garden, as we've seen, you know, got Adam and Eve kicked out. Not abiding to house rules would get us kicked out, you know? Not abiding to the rules in school would get us expelled. Not abiding to the rules at work will lead to termination. Not abiding to the law will get us locked up. And not abiding to the code of the streets will get us killed. Now, I say all that to say this. If we don't abide to the nutritional word of God and incorporate God's intended food, into our daily routine, then we can continue to expect all the negative consequences that come with unhealthy eating practices and continue to struggle with achieving physical wholeness. Saints, before you go, I need three things from you. You already know that my assignment is to get the church, the entire body of Christ, on one accord regarding the Ministry of Nutrition, and I can't do this without your help. So please share this podcast with your pastors, spiritual leaders, the health and fitness department in your church, your friends, family, co-workers, and on all your social media platforms. Second, if you're loving this show, give the show a review. This helps the show get found by saints who are hungry for God, just like you and I. Third, I do not want you to miss any free meals, so subscribe to this podcast now. As always, stay in God's shelter. I love you all, and thank you for dining with me. The strongest person in the world doesn't lift the heaviest weight or have the biggest muscles. The strongest person in the world is one who has a strong immune system to prevent illness and premature death. You can become the strongest person in the world by incorporating herbal supplements into your daily routine. Visit rebirthherbalshop.com and grab your immunity bundle today. Use promo code PODCAST at checkout and receive 20% off your entire order now. Direct link to my website provided in today's show notes. Live whole.